Welcome, everybody, to the We Are Seek and Strike podcast, powered by Doral Motors, Roadrunner Law Firm, and The Salt Yard. Here are your hosts, Seth and Chris. Welcome back to The Hive. My name, of course, is Seth Bidoff, and we are back around the table again here at Roadrunner Law Firm, bringing you the latest on New Mexico United. On tonight's show, we're going to break down the match against Oklahoma City Energy FC. We're going to tell you what you should be looking at next week against Colorado Springs. And since the EPL is on their international break, we're going to take a look at what happened this past uh, weekend between USA and Mexico and so much more. But before we jump into tonight's show, we have a little housekeeping to get through first. Uh, first and foremost, the song you guys heard at the top of the show was Humor Me by the band California Redemption. If you enjoyed it, be sure to check them out on Bandcamp, and that is California with a K. For all of our listeners that are uh, here live, of course, you guys know that you can be a part of our show by texting your questions to our text line at 505-377-8706, and you can actually send those to us throughout the week, and Joshua will give the, save those for us on Monday nights. As always, our show is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Josh already shouted them out once at the top here, Roadrunner Law Firm and Doral Motors, of course, and we want to welcome our newest sponsor, The Salt Yard. Stop by The Salt Yard. Uh, for cornhole, foosball, ping pong, and other games. Whether you're playing a game or watching the game on one of our 55 big screen TVs, you're bound to have a blast. So we at Seeker Strike, we do our watch parties over at uh, uh, Salt Yard over on the east side, which is on Osuna. There is a new location also on the west side over near Cottonwood Mall. For hours inf- and more information, you can check them out at thesaltyardnm.com. Let's get right into it. Great show coming up tonight. Joining me, as always, to my right, we've got Josh Carrillo. Josh, how are you doing tonight? What's going on, man? Not much. You got you got some streaming going over on, on over here. Oh, yeah, Who are we watching tonight? Reminding me about that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're rocking the Denver Broncos shirt with a, it looks like an Elway. Yeah, Elway. Yep. Elway. So who you got tonight? Uh, Broncos, Broncos, thirty-four to seven. Thirty-four to seven. All right. <laughs> that's a that's a bold choice there, Cotton. Let's see how that plays off. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> They don't have any balls, Cotton. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, like I told Chris earlier, even their best player didn't even want to play for him. So, and I mean, who they have? Derek Carr. Derek Carr. We broke his yeah. back once. We'll do it again. So, <laughs> well, how you been? How's your weekend? Good. It was good. good. It was busy. Yeah. Busy, busy. Watched uh, watched some football yesterday. Yeah. Anything catch your eye? No. No. Horrendous games I watched. <laughs> Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is a, is a beast, though, but we're not some, here to talk. Uh, There's some high-scoring games this weekend, both in college and in uh, NFL. But yeah, Did it one end in a tie? I think we had one end yeah, in a tie yesterday. Yeah, we had a tie yesterday. I think it was the first time in the NFL history that a rookie ended their first game in a tie. Yeah. So, I mean, crazy day in the NFL. Also with me tonight, sitting across the table, Chris. Chris, how you doing? Doing good. How's your weekend? It's pretty good, man. It's full of soccer. Soccer. Yeah? Yeah, I just watched the... Uh, UNM men's club soccer team over at uh, Johnson's Field. Okay. So that's the the new Lobos club soccer team. And then I watched the uh, women's match, like, following that. And then, of course, the United match and some other USL matches through the weekend. All right. Sounds awesome. Anything catch your eye over the weekend? Ooh. You know, I think really just the El Paso uh, Las Vegas Lights match. Of course, that cash drop was kind of nice. Uh, you know, unless you're there, you know, seeing cash <laughs> dropped onto the field, it really doesn't do a whole lot. I bet mean, there's just a bunch of ones there dropping. So. It was dropping fast. So, I, I don't know. I mean, to me, looking at it, what happened this weekend, I got to say, you know, Phoenix escaped San Antonio with three points. So, I mean, that's what I saw. I mean, Las Vegas can do all they want, but they don't have a good product on the field. So, MLS ready. Yeah, let's see what happens with that. <laughs> also with us tonight, Alicia. Alicia, how are you? How was your weekend? I'm doing good, thank you. I was really excited for Sunday football yesterday. Kind of, that took over priority than United. Sorry, but, <laughs> you know, the 49ers won, United won, and I'm happy. 
There you go. You said, uh, so who is your team? I'm sorry? Uh, the 49ers. 49ers. That, yes. they look, I heard, their defense looked really good oh, yesterday. Oh, three touchdowns by the defense. Yeah, that was insane. I don't think I've ever seen a game like that. Oh, it was so. amazing. So they're, they're, they're looking, got some concerns about their offense, but yeah, <laughs> I think, you know, once Jimmy G gets over his, 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 his injury yes. concerns, I think he'll be okay. Yeah. You guys got some talent out there. So, so outside of your teams, what, what, what caught your eye this weekend? Anything in particular? Um, well, it was the USA and Mexico match. It was, um, one of the Mexico players, I believe it was 17. He took on um, Pulisic, number 10 from US, like nothing. It mm -hmm. was like, oh wow, like you're on Chelsea, shouldn't you be playing better? You would think, I mean, he doesn't, he hasn't necessarily had a lot of first uh, team exposure over there mm -hmm. with Chelsea, but, you know, being touted as one of the United States top stars, then you would definitely think, you know, maybe he should have had it, maybe Pulisic should have had a better chance yeah. in that matchup. But, I mean, realistically, if Pulisic's the top of the class for what we've mm -hmm. got, you've got to look at the Mexican squad. And, of course, we'll get into this, but yeah. there's a league There's a league of difference in there, the yeah, quality of play. He got megged, and it cost him a goal. So. Yeah. so we're glad to have you back. Also, Adri is here. I'm going to have a mic for Adri, unfortunately, unless you guys want to share. But So, Adri, we're glad to have you. Okay. <clears throat> Did you get to watch hear. anything? Good. We, can we can hear. hear? Okay, yeah. good. Did you get to see anything this weekend that yes. caught your eye? I watched New Mexico United. I watched uh, Chivas America. Yeah. Which was a friendly in Chicago. And I watched, um, of course, the USA Mexico. Awesome. So it sounds like you got a lot of soccer lot in this soccer weekend. Going. Oh, and we started our league here in town. So okay, how did that go? I got to play. Yeah. We ended up 0 0. It was a little rough start, but we were very excited. Hey, you walk away from match with a point. That's all that counts, right? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we were. Uh, it was full of soccer. We were really excited to to get started. Oh, good. That sounds really awesome. Yeah. Again, if you guys, in case you guys didn't hear the previous show where Adri was part of us, she does run a women's soccer team here in Albuquerque. Um, so if you want to head back and check out that show, you can. If not, Adri, where can they find that if they're interested? Um, they can log into ASL Soccer. It's Albuquerque Soccer League. And they can go under Wolverines, and they'll find my phone number and name as the team manager. Well, that's awesome. I'm super excited to hear that. You know, definitely soccer in the community is always a good thing to see. So, thank you, everyone, for being here. Like, we've got so much to get to. First off, I mean, United's back in the win column. Three points on the road, no less. First win since July. Dev gets on the score sheet for the first time since June. Beast. I just want to take the credit for that. You want to take the credit for I that do. one? Um, you know, he heard the show. Heard me telling him that he needs to uh, man up and start playing, and, and he did. So, so honestly, how many times did we say that he needs to step up a game and look what happens? Yeah. No, it's, it's when he plays the position like he's supposed to, that is what's supposed to happen. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, I think that's the best match we've seen out of Devin in a while. Mm -hmm. um, you know, United got off to a fast start, two goals in the first sixteen minutes. Dev bicycle kick on the first one, obvious goal of the week right there. Yep. If that doesn't get it, I don't know what will. Followed up a few minutes later with a penalty. You know, they had completely had the Rindy going the wrong way. Of course, OKC did pull one back just after the break. Deshaun Brown, who we all know, we, you know, he scored in the first match. Um, you know, he's he's a talent. He really is perfectly placed ball. I think it was one of the few lapses that we had defensively all night. He took advantage of it, and then of course. You know, my boy Brucey with the assist, the bees with the fantastic <laughs> shot from right there in the middle of the box. 
3-1. The United just absolutely, I, was, I would dare say, dominated this match in a fashion that we haven't seen them do in quite a while. I mean, it, for those that haven't seen the match, I mean, we know that Kevon didn't start. Mm-mm. You know, we saw Dev and, and Bees up top. We saw um, what I, something I didn't expect, which was Sam Hamilton in the midfield. I think Sam had a fantastic night, and we can talk more about that here in a little bit. But, I mean, from, from the time that this t- team sheet was announced, what did you guys think when you saw this lineup? I mean, did you think maybe <laughs> Coach was playing a little safe, not having Kevon in there? Did, you, what, did we think we were going to get off to this fast start that we saw? You know, with not seeing Freighter starting in the lineup, I was, like, confused. You know, maybe he was saving him and was scared of getting a yellow card because, you know, if he gets the next yellow card, he's out for a match. Two matches. Or two, two matches. matches. Yeah. And it's very crucial for Freighter to be in these matches from now on because Absolutely. it's either do or die for us in the playoffs right now considering how many teams are tied with the same amount of points and how... The teams from the bottom of 10th place, they're so close. They're, I believe they're like 34, 35 points. And if they get a win, it knocks us off. Yeah. So it, that was really interesting to see. And with Sam Hamilton back, I was also, like you, Seth, I was confused about um, Sam being in the middle. I'm used to seeing him in the back. Mm-hmm. But the way he played a defensive midfield, it was great. Seeing Guzman go up to offense, it created a lot of more connections and a lot of the chances from the other teams were being eliminated in the middle by Sam Hamilton. So I really liked the lineup. Yeah, that so did. what surprised me mostly about Sam is that I went, I did some research and he actually did, he had, did uh, feature as a midfielder two years ago. Mm-hmm. So he's not, it's not unfamiliar with it, but given the setup that we have, it's definitely not something that I don't think any of us expected. And I, th- you know, I'm pulling up Sam's stats here um, and we'll, so we can talk about those, but I, you know, just, Top to bottom, we performed at a level that we have not seen in a while. I mean, you saw the, def- the you saw the defensive back line communicating and communicating well. We saw the ball. We saw ball movement. That was it was moving really well. We had crisp passing. We were making runs. I mean, look at the run that Santi made that drew the foul. It drew the penalty. I mean, it was just like it, you know, as a different run from what we've seen for him lately. In this one, he was just cutting straight up the box into the you know towards the goal, and they just happened to pull him down. You know, typically we see him running across the box, trying to find a yard of space that way. But I think that run up the middle really just kind of took OKC out of their form. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, man. I uh, what it was definitely interesting to see the lineup just with like like we're talking about Hamilton in the middle um, as. That to me was like okay. Well, obviously, we need him there. Um, I was I, I kind of had thought that he was going to be back in in the back line. So seeing him there, I, I had sent uh, Troy a question post match, just kind of asking him just what look um, he was going for with having Hamilton there, and then obviously later on having Samson in the mid as well. Um, you know, because that definitely is is a little different for us. You know, I guess it kind of felt like old Troy as far as just kind of getting getting creative, and uh, you know, and I just wonder if maybe part of that is is kind of a part of the story. It very well could be. I mean, looking at Sam's stats on the USLChampionship.com credits him with one tackle, one interception, eighty nine passes, and ninety two point one percent accuracy rating. I mean, you can't ask for much more from a from a defensive mid. I mean, 
you know, obviously Sam isn't in there to create chances. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was there to play facilitator, you know, to, to make those stops and to get the ball going back forward to where it needed to go. And I was super impressed with how he played. Um, also along those lines, I thought Chris Weehan did a fantastic job um, all night long. Um, you know, Rashid and Justin seemed to uh, figure out whatever issues they had from the previous two weeks. Uh, I think their performance um, really stood up against the club, just like us, who is desperate to pick up three points and stay in the playoff race. But, I mean, looking at OKC, they were all, they only had four subs, four players available as possible substitution on the night. Did that play have any sort of effect on, on the match? I think they just honestly went out there and, and they just had a great time. I mean, <coughs> I had rewatched it a little bit before tonight, before we came to here tonight. I was just looking at it. I mean, did you notice? Okay, so there's a part that I really liked. It was about uh, minute 37 through minute 40, like the run of play during that. So that's where essentially set, uh, Tete has a set piece. He kicks it to Moore. Moore has the cross to Weehan. Weehan deflects it. Gets it to Suggs. Suggs has a cross to Estrada. Estrada um, passes it to Padilla. Padilla chips it to Weehan. Weehan's in like a uh, barking dog position for like what would have been like a very interesting uh, header and a yeah. yoga spot. And then, uh, and then from there, we still have it. Sandoval eventually gets into like this uh, spearhead position where he's about to go for a header low before Lauren D like stops play but they just had a good form right there I mean they were really um they were really just having a fun time I mean even before that you saw pass play we saw Lassane as 12th man on the sideline I mean I know that I don't always listen to the broadcast with full sound but it was worthwhile if you did this time mm-hmm. yeah hearing Troy is I think it's different for us because, you know, we, we've, we've met Troy. We've talked to him after the matches. We talked to him, you know, on the sidelines and in the pressers. But to hear Troy's level uh, of, how, of how vocal he was, it was very apparent, especially in a stadium that only had 4,000 people in it. You know, I, and I think it kind of took a lot of people by surprise. Uh, I've seen a few comments about it. I even, you know, even on the broadcast, Tyler Terrence, um, was was talking about you know how vocal Troy was being. He even called Troy the twelfth man, you know. But you could hear him you know constantly uh, encouraging guys, directing, managing, the, actively managing the club. So many times you see the managers just step back, mm-hmm. and you know uh, only on occasion do they get involved and say something, or they wait until halftime or or break some play to send directions in. But Troy was just constantly managing the game, you know, directing players where to go. And I've, that was something that I hadn't really noticed in the other matches. Like I said, we don't really hear it here what in do the you, lab. What do you think got him to that point? What do you think? Got, I think he's always done it. But I think it just became more apparent because of the way the audio was on the broadcast. You know, partly because of how, uh, how few folks there were. And then just, I think they, were actually, they may have actually been uh, right beside the pitch. Uh, Tyler Terrence and and, uh, and Derek. Uh, I could be wrong; they may have been in Florida, but you know, <laughs> look at just the way the audio was was being run. You could clearly hear Troy against Portland, where they had like twenty three people in this day, and you could hear the players barking back and forth, you know, trying to give direction. But you didn't really hear Troy. Again, I think that had to do with the audio, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I think that's something that um, we should expect. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, I def- definitely think so. Um, but you also can see like where he was. You could also hear like parts where he was like, "Ah, oh, no, not that," you know, or you know. So there, there are those moments. I mean, 
Yeah. You know, kind of getting in with what you were saying earlier about like Tete and Schmidt. I mean, obviously the broadcast they did speak speak about that a little bit, and I mean they kind of addressed it like that's kind of been like a, a little soft point to our defense, mm-hmm. and that you know obviously having Schmidt back there, um, they did give him some praise. Um, there are some things I think about like the way the way the center mids before the before the center backs played. I mean. When it came to Tete, like I counted so many different times where balls went through there, and obviously now OKC was offside several times in a lot of those sequences, but it still is kind of crazy. Like he does speed up and make a play, but there still are so many instances. Like if you're watching closely, just to see like how the backlines were running, mm-hmm. where OKC is getting back there, where we don't have a handle on it, and, and I'm kind of wondering though we're doing so much work up front. Like, we still do have to worry about the leaks in the back line a little bit, too. So, Well, looking at yesterday's match, I kind of look at it from a different perspective than you do. On the two early offside calls that Deshaun Brown was flagged for, mm-hmm. look at how high up our line was playing. They were playing in an offside trap. They were intentionally trying to catch Deshaun Brown offside. So it's not that they weren't getting back. They were intentionally playing that high. So that in itself is completely different from you know guys pushing too far up than not getting back. Now, we saw Josh made some really long runs yesterday. Right, yeah. Um, but on the other side, Justin and Rashid handled it much better. They were able to take those defensive positions, and you, you saw Juan Pablo dropping back, not as far, but he was still dropping back. And you could see the guys just playing more consistently and more, as I said, they were communicating better. They weren't allowing those opportunities to get in. And even the one, like, Oklahoma had four shots on target the entire night. Mm-hmm. Three of them were weak shots that Cody dealt with easily. And, of course, Deshaun Brown had the one that got past and It was just a great shot, you know, put it across the face. But they really didn't allow them any good looks, if you look at it as a whole. They didn't allow them to run over them like uh, San Antonio did or, um, you know, the way things have gone the past few weeks. You know, San Antonio or Orange County, they didn't let those runs get in there like they had before. So I yeah. think it was a much improved look. Yeah, there definitely was that. It's just, you know, those teams are going to take advantage of it. I mean, we know when you got teams like with ample speed like the Phoenixes that come through there, I mean, the offside trap is good. I mean, they're smart. They'll play on, and then they'll obviously play it over. So we just have to watch that. You know, the, the lone Oklahoma goal really shouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you remember that one, I mean, that was a bad touch by what Santi, correct? To the middle of the field. I think so, yeah. And then it was just like a through ball right through the eye line of like our back line. All you see is Schmidt trying to chase him down. You know what I'm saying? So things like that, and that was early in the match. That made it 2-1. So that easily could have changed a lot of what was going on in this match. So, I mean, you are right. It definitely could have changed. You know, I mean, it it did come after halftime. So it was kind of like what we saw last week where we had the the, the, almost like the defensive switch off there after half and where we... You know, could have let that affect us, you know, for the rest of the match, but they didn't. You know, um, a poor touch there uh, did give them an opportunity. They converted it, but we came back and actually pressed harder after that, which is something that we haven't been doing in the past. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that changed the outcome of the match, that continued press there. And what do you guys think? Do you think that was it? Do you think, you know, do you think it was just a lineup? I mean, you mentioned, you know, the speed of Phoenix. I mean, Troy's going to change things around a little bit, depending on who the opponent is, you know. 
What do you think about Samson in the mid? I want to hear your take on that because I know you you like him in the back where Manny is playing. But what do you think about him playing right there? Um, I don't necessarily think he has uh, the pace to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, if he comes in, he's going to be more of a defensive mid. Um, I think he came in for um, Santi. For Santi. For Santi. So yeah, having him out on the wing, I don't necessarily think he, I don't think he's got the pace for that. Um, but I think as a defensive substitution, it's a good, it's a good switch. Santi did not look like he wanted to come out right. No, now. I, I don't think any. I don't think Dev wanted to. But I mean, you don't want Dev. Obviously, you know, Dev went down possible injury. But it didn't really look all that bad. Um, but you definitely want to you know, see, make sure that you know he's okay. Um, and then uh, Freighter coming on, getting some minutes. Uh, working towards that uh, yellow card being rescinded, you know uh, he did play, so he's got minutes. He didn't get a yellow card. So they said he had it in the eighty fifth, right? No, he did not. Um, so on the on the call, Tyler uh, Tyler said he felt that Kevon should have a yellow there, mm. but they didn't give it to him. Uh, they gave it to uh, a T by Harris. Okay. So yeah, because I know there was another question about that over on the uh, on the Reddit as well. Uh, people because they heard it. They heard his name mentioned. I heard it mentioned, but yeah, Kevon did not get a yellow. Okay. So, which is which is fortunate. You know, I mean, maybe he could have gotten one there, but uh, unfortunately, he fortunately for us, he did not. So, I mean, I just sorry. Excuse me. I think it was one of the, like, said the best match we've had in quite a while. Oh yeah, I mean, different energy, different different vibe. I mean, if you think about, you know, what most people have been focusing on in social media, they've been focusing on Devin so much and. He was in there, yeah. and you, it, it was a different look, you know, and perhaps the other look we're going to see is, is Kavan and Weehan. You know, maybe it isn't, you know, exactly Sandoval that everyone's thinking. I mean, he took every shot he could. Yeah. I mean, in every position, he could have taken it. Yeah, he did. I mean, Dev played really well, um, you know, played really good hold-up ball. He took shots that, um, that he thought he should. He, he passed the ball off when, you know. He made smart decisions. Like there was an instance there in this um, in the second half where Dev was going inside, and he realized it was like five on two, and we didn't have the bodies up top, so he just slowed it down and backed the ball back out. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, we're not forcing, and th- we're not. We didn't really make any errors offensively. You know, we didn't turn the ball over. You know, in the final third, like we had been seeing. Um, I mean, all around, I think. So this is probably our best match. It was group play. I mean, yeah. look at Estrada in there. Creating some Debbie chances. Had a great match. Creating some chances. I mean, Suggs. I mean, it was a swarm. I mean, that's basically what you saw. You saw just constant United players in there. I mean, they got second balls, third balls, fourth balls. I mean, yeah, it was just all them. Okay, C was just at some point, kind of just playing on the on the defensive, like reactive, fully. Yeah. Just couldn't mount anything. So yeah, I mean, you know, we talked about the the dev goals. We talked about the fouls. Yeah. Um, the 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 bees goal. I mean, look at that. You know, we talked about the the give and go play last week from from uh, from Orange County. You know, we saw the same thing tonight. You know, once uh, Bruce got the ball over there on the right hand side, you know, a quick give and go. Bruce he went down the right hand side, pulled the attention away from the middle of the box, and bees just standing there wide open. Yeah, it was perfect. I mean, just the fact that it and it was on time. You know, you remember Bruce did that with Freighter, and it was a little behind him, and he kind of yeah. had to scoop it back and make it make it happen, but. That was perfect. I mean, it sucked everyone else out, and it was good. It was a clinical finish. So. Yeah, it, it was a great match. You know, three points on the road, uh, and with the goal differential, you know, uh, United actually jumped up in the ninth place. Uh, there was an outside shot that we would actually get into eighth, depending on the outcome of the Orange County Portland match. 
Uh, but Orange County did win that one. They jumped up to fifth, which kept us from getting any higher. But, you know, I, I think that's going to close out our Doral Motors Road Up recap. But we've got another match coming up this week. Club's back at home. Four matches in a row here at the lab. The first time that's ever happened. Long after so many weeks on the road, going back and forth and with the Open Cup. Isotope season is done. Four matches at home, starting with Colorado Springs switchbacks. Now, we've already beat Colorado Springs twice this year. <laughs> first, in the, uh, first in league play, then in the Open Cup. Um, so, I mean, do we, what are we looking at as far as Colorado Springs? We know that they are a bottom-of-the-table team. They're sitting on 23 points right now. Still not officially eliminated from playoff contention. I mean, with seven matches, uh, sorry, they have six matches left. Um, they still have a chance to potentially get in there. Um, I mean, they are 0-3-2 in their last five matches with losses to Phoenix, Fresno, Sacramento, and they drew with RGV and Austin Bold. Um, I mean, it's really hard to pick out anything positive about Colorado Springs. So I don't really know that there's a lot that we have to be worried about in this match other than it could be a trap game. I mean, do you guys think we have the opportunity... Do you guys think we have the chance to come out flat on Saturday? Uh, if we do, it's going to really hurt us. And the the guys need to get into the mentality like they did um, just yesterday. Like, it's a, don't think of it as where they're on the table because you don't know at the time what the team is going to bring to when it's a officially game time because mm-hmm. it can be so different. Because if you have that like cocky mindset that you might lose the game and it's going to cost you that's definitely true i mean adri what do you think have you had a chance to catch either of the matches we played against uh colorado springs this year yes i have and um i really think that yeah they should definitely have the same mindset and just go for it think like a brand new game a brand new Team. Don't think of the previous results yeah. and just focus on the win. I think they have a really great possibility. And this past game just really gave them the motivation they needed. So I think they they will. They will pull the you know the good results. Yeah. And it's definitely something that, that that we that we need at this point in the season. Need to string together multiple matches in a row where we are. You know, putting together those results. If you know, it was, uh, the guys on the call last night mentioned, you know, at this time of the season, if with how congested the middle of the table is, if we can string together, you know, three wins, at, you know, at any given point, it could really propel us up to the towards the top of the table, or at least to the top of this pack. You know, and we've got a really good opportunity to do this. You know, uh, Colorado Springs, and then after that, uh, we've got. Um, uh, Reno's after that. I mean, it's going to be a little bit tougher. Yeah. But I mean, I, even two wins in a row right here is big. You know, another win puts us at 40 points. You know, that much closer to, to safety. So, I mean, yeah. Do, I mean, Colorado Springs, looking at their roster, I mean, they've got – they don't have anybody with double, double-digit goals. They've got um, Jordan Burt with six, Shane Malcolm with five. Um, and then, yeah, that's about it. They don't really have – like a legitimate goal-scoring threat, at least not in my opinion. Mm-mm. And they've conceded um, at least 50 goals on the season so far. So they have issues all around. I mean, I know they've gone through a coaching change. 
Do we see anything different out of them? Um, is it Milano that plays for the Switchbacks? Uh, I can't remember. Milano? I don't know. Let me pull Malcolm. Malcolm. Like Malcolm or? It's Milano. Oh, okay. Let me pull up their roster real quick. But. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember. I think you have to worry about Joma a little bit too because Joma has been someone who's got some speed and, you know, he's he has given a different look. I mean, we didn't really see much of him the first time around, but he definitely has been uh, a little bit of a threat to some of the different teams that, that they've played recently. I think the only thing we really have to worry about Colorado Springs is realize that just because of where they're at in the table, and you're right, it's Milano. It is Milano. Um, just because of where they're at in the table, like we still have to worry about those teams that want to play that one game, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, you know, that's just all you need is a momentum shift, you know. And unfortunately, you know, that that still exists. You got the teams that come out all of a sudden, like he's this team's been losing or drawing, and then they get a W, and you're like, okay. I can change it, but we, we just need to capitalize. The way they played this last match, perfect. Yeah. Troy, keep the lineup the way it is. And See being back at the lab, out. I think it's going to give another huge boost. Uh, I think the win is going to help bring some more folks back out to this pitch. Not that I think that anyone you know, really disappeared because of the results. I mean, we've still, even in our last match, we still drew almost 13,000 folks, you know, as we know. But I think, you know, the winning and having the home field. and I think it's just going to be a whole different atmosphere. I mean, last time we played Colorado, it was, of course, up in Colorado. We played them there twice. Twice, yeah. You know, and I think New Mexico United is the official owner of the state of Colorado now. But, still, still waiting for those T-shirts to come in. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, I don't see Colorado, you know, giving us any sort of threat at all in this match. I really just don't think they do. I mean, even with our issues of late, I think we've got more than enough uh, offensive ability. We've got the the guys on the back line that can that can ju- uh, can jump in and out as needed. Um, I'm looking back now to see where Salih got his red card to see if Salih might be back. No, let's no. This so this will be his last match yeah. on suspension. Move back for the for Reno. Um, so yeah, I mean it's yeah. I I just don't, I don't see it like. And, and I know it's hard to sit here and say that because we talk, you know, they talk about trap games in football all the time, you know, in American football and college football. You know, I mean, Tennessee has lost, University of Tennessee has lost two match, two games in a row <laughs> to teams that they really should have beaten, you know, trap games. It happens. So that's my biggest concern is, you know, will the guys be up for Colorado Springs? Yeah, I think they will. But. We just gotta, yeah. just gotta continue to address those those key issues. You know, yeah, things gotta happen up top. I mean, you know, Colorado's probably gonna definitely counter. I mean, they they've obviously watched the the they'll have watched film. You know, I think if you got any teams that were playing any five four ones, then you know, let's worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, do we think we see a different roster on Saturday, or or do we keep it the same? I want to keep it the same with Hamilton as a defensive mid, mm-hmm. keeping Padilla, Suggs in the outside backs, and have Rashid and Schmidt in center back, and in the you know, Estrada and Bruce, come on, if you put them in, they're going to do work, especially yeah. Bruce. And on top, I <laughs> I still want to see Sandoval come off, off the bench, but the way he did um, yesterday, can he keep it up, or is mm-hmm. he going to go back to how he was? Well, the other concern with him, too, is does he actually have an injury that yeah. needs to be nursed? I mean, you know, I, I think the biggest issue is 
um, if we start Devon, can he play controlled enough to not pick up that next yellow card? I honestly say you rest him this game. You think you rest Kevon yeah. completely? Why? Why play him? Why take the risk of putting him in and getting that yellow? And then when we need him in the next two games, the most important, more important of the two games, mm-hmm. I think this is the time you <coughs> let him sit yeah. and just watch and enjoy while the others do the work. Because, honestly, we can't afford to miss him in the next two games. Well, no, absolutely not. But, I mean, do we possibly And he always him? gets mouthy with Colorado Springs just because he used to play for him. So. Yeah. Well, do we see him again come on in, like, the 80th? Possibly. 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 Instead of giving, giving him the night. Because you don't necessarily want your, your, your top scorer to be out of form. No. You know. If when we have the 3-1 lead, I'm sure they'll put him in. <laughs> they'll put him in. When we have the 3-1 lead. Just something to give him his legs going or something. He's like giving that. him a point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're, giving, you're already giving Colorado a goal, man. Like, <laughs> one of the worst sport teams in the league. <laughs> Hey, they took us to OT and the cup, the cup hunt. So they all, uh, yeah, that is true. But yeah, no, no, no they didn't. No, we no, we were down. Oh, we were, yeah, yeah, we see? were down there, and then um, <laughs> Rapids took us to. I think it wasn't the Rapids that took us to. Yeah, Rapids through the pens. Yeah. So we we won in the uh, added extra time. All right, well, let's go around the table. Let's pick. Let's get our predictions for this week. What do we think is going to happen against Colorado Springs? What's our what's our scoreline, Adri? Let's start with you. I like the lineup. And I hope he keeps it. Mm-hmm. And I say 3-1. 3-1. All right. Alicia? I would say rest Evan for the important games like Josh said. And probably seeing Weehan and Williams up top saving Freighter so he can get his yellow cards taken away. Mm-hmm. And I would see a 3-0 result. 3-0. All right. Oh, Chris? Uh, let's go. Hmm. Uh, I feel like, I feel like a 4-0. 4-0? I feel like a 4-0. I feel wow. like, I feel like someone gets a brace. So 4-0, that's gonna, if we, if we, if we win 4-0 on goal differential, let me see where that puts us, if, if that happens, <laughs> just based on the current standings. Because <laughs> right now we're, we're back at a positive one goal differential. We basically flipped with uh, OKC. Um, so three points to put us at 40. And then that would put us. Let's see. In like fifth or fourth place. With a fault, with a five, with Chris's prediction of four and nil, he goes to five goal differential. That would put us into what would currently be fourth place. Hey, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm just saying. I feel like you know it's going to be. You're going to hear the broadcasters say as cool as you like, like four times. <laughs> You never know. I know Tyler has to use that phrase whenever he's on the call, and it's not a bad call. You know, I, I can certainly appreciate it. So, all right, Chris is going four 0 Josh, what's your scoreline? You've already given Colorado one goal. Yep. So we know that's there. <laughs> I'm sticking with that three one. Three one. Okay. I would love to see Chris Collinsworth call a United game. Chris just so Collinsworth, he, just so he can say, "Now here's a guy." <laughs> yeah. I don't Freeland. think Chris Collinsworth knows enough soccer no. to do he it. He doesn't know so. enough football. So <laughs> shout out, shout out to Chris Collinsworth. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll tag uh, Chris Collinsworth in the, yeah. in the show this week. So, and then for me, I mean, I like us coming back home. I think we keep uh, a very similar lineup to what we do. Um, maybe you know start Brucey over Estrada just to get, switch out the legs a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, but other than that, I really don't see a whole lot of change happening. Um, 
maybe putting Austin in, but I mean, just to get, just to rotate some legs uh, over Manny. That's the only reason, you know. Uh, Manny's got the man stash coming back. I saw him yeah. tweeting about that. Clean tight fade, man. He looks he looks pretty impressive. So, uh, yeah, I like us coming back home. Um, I don't like. I'm not big on Colorado's chances of scoring. Um, we have given up. I believe it's two to them this season and two matches. Um, I'm gonna go. <laughs> Colorado Springs 5-0 no, no not gonna, that's not going to happen um, only in England right <laughs> no that's a, that's a shout out to our guys over, our friends over at the uh, Orange and Black Soccer Cast oh yes. yeah making yes. the 5-0 predictions against themselves um, no I, I like I like 3-1 I think 3 one's going to be a good point you gave him a goal too um, I will just because I think some, I just think there's going to be like one thing like we saw yeah, yeah. last night, just one moment where they do get, you know, one shot that Cody just is just out of Cody's reach. And it's always those um, wide angle shots that get Cody. Yeah, I don't know if you've noticed that in the past games, but it's always those shots that get Cody. Yeah, those shots cross the face. Mm-hmm. You know, just yeah, they're just the, and those just have to be per, so well placed. Yeah, you know, because you got Cody defending the, the the near post, which is what you're which what. Which is what you should be doing, yeah. and then they go far post with those, with those shots. And so is this going to be a? Uh, they're up one nil, and then all of a sudden we just come back with three unanswered goals in your in your. No, it'll be like line. a garbage time goal. <laughs> no, nah, they'll get like a garbage time goal. A soft penalty from the great refs. <laughs> something, yeah. <laughs> that's going to be something silly that's going to happen, and they'll get like one look, you know, in like, in like the ninety second minute or something. <laughs> you know, that's what's going to happen. But I, I think we're just going to. We're going to dominate this match being back here. I think, I think United has a has a statement to make. I really think they do. You know, we've shown what we can do against the playoff contender. Now let's go out and defend our home turf against a club that has no business being there. Mm-mm. So, I, I think it's a statement match for United. So that's our predictions for this weekend. Um, let's talk a little bit for a minute before we go to our break um, about USA Mexico. So, we, normally we talk EPL at this point, but the, we talked about last week, no EPL due to the international break. Uh, there's really not a lot of MLS going on this weekend right now either. There were a couple matches, but nothing that I, I think we should concern ourselves with right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think USA-Mexico is a much bigger deal. Um, obviously, you know, we, most of us know at this point that the U.S. lost to Mexico 3-0. Uh, the three goal scorers were Javier Hern- Javier Hernandez, I think it's yes, it was Javier Chile. Hernandez, Eric Gutierrez, and Uriel Antuna. Um, I mean, looking at the men's national team, we had a couple young guys in there. Um, Dest got his first uh, first cap, which was awesome. Uh, Polistic was in there. I think Morales had his first or second uh, career cap as well. Um, but I mean. Even like half of our lineup was was regulars, you know, half of our regular national team. You know, we mentioned it earlier. Pulisic is probably the cream of the crop of the U.S. Um, prospects right now, and we just got absolutely humiliated. I mean, we really did. I don't, I don't know about you guys. I didn't see anything positive to take out of it. No, and the fact that like the U.S. like. I don't know. I wouldn't say like idolizes, but on Pulisic, like they think he's the best and he's the center of the team. But 
And the way I see him, I just don't think he is. There's better talent on, on the team. Yeah. So, you know, and the way that he played against Mexico, like, come on, you can do way better than that. Well, if not Polizic, who would you put in there? <sighs> I, I don't know. <coughs> I mean, we keep starting Jesse Zardes, and I don't think he's the answer for, for what the national team needs. I don't... Man, Weston McKinney's super talented, but I don't necessarily think he's the next big thing. Mm-mm. But, I mean, really, who do we have behind Ballistic? Really, I mean, nobody. Yeah. I mean. So, I mean, I don't know. Chris is trying to show me something over here with, oh, the, oh, the Raiders who just lost Antonio Brown through some series of mental health issues. <laughs> um, took a lead apparently. So, but I mean, I mean, Chris, what do you think, or Adrian, what do you guys think about this national team? Do is it an issue with Burhalter's system? Is it a talent issue? Is it that we just got completely outclassed by Tata Martino and the Mexican <laughs> national team? You guys got outclassed. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what happened right there. I mean, Tata said Tata. I mean, I mean Tata's one twice. Of, he's one of the best managers in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really is, and for him to, I mean, I think Mexico is going to be forced to is going to be forced to be reckoned with in the World Cup this this cycle. You know, I hope so because every they can't. I think it's like, uh, like eighth, like the round of sixteen, they can't get past for mm-hmm. the World Cup. So I'm hoping that next year it or in a couple years from now it happens that they can get at least to quarterfinals. Well, they definitely have the talent for it. I mean, Adrian, what what do you yeah, think? Yeah, they're really getting momentum going. Yeah. Coming from the Gold Cup, too. Uh, same field. I mean, yeah. you know, they had everything on their favor. I really think USA didn't offer not even a good show. Or yeah. They weren't looking very competitive. Um, and Mexico has really great guys. Chicharito. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he's he's definitely good. You know, having him in there. I mean, how much do you think the manager plays into all this when it comes to a national team? I mean, we I don't know if you guys saw the news, but I think it was the Puerto Rican uh, manager stepped down because he was bored. <laughs> he said there wasn't enough to do. Like, um, let me. I think it was Puerto Rico. Um, But, you know, he stepped away because he said he was bored. Like, do you think someone like, uh, sorry, Costa Rica, not Puerto Rico. Costa Rica, uh, their national team coach quit because he said he was bored. He felt like he didn't have enough to do, basically. So he's going to go go coach in uh, Liga MX. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, do you think, like, someone like Tata Martino or Greg Berhalter ever thinks that there's not enough to do? No, oh not. no. We're talking about the most popular teams, national teams. Yeah. Yeah. No, they are busy and Tata's doing a great job. And you know, really give him props, sorry. Oh no, sorry. And no, and especially with the players like Lozano playing for Napoli, getting that experience from uh, La Liga team and also Chicharito playing for West Ham while he doesn't play anymore, got transferred to Sevilla. You know, that experience is really helping them, too, in creating um, a better lineup for Tata. Yeah. I mean, you got to think, too, the, you know, the, the level of talent and the number of players that uh, the national teams like Mexico have to draw on 
far superior than to what the U.S. has. I mean, yes, the academy system is improving. Yes, we have more players going overseas and playing top-tier football in other mm-hmm. leagues. But we just don't. And I know people were touting. We even said, you know, is the and for the for the Gold Cup, is this the U.S. making strides at you know catching up to Mexico? I mean, coming off this two straight losses to Mexico, this one was more than convincing. I mean, I I don't necessarily think that we're we're, we're there. What do you think we need to? Do? Where do you think we need to get our players from? The United States. Well, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. But what, 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 le- what leagues do you think we need to be really tapping into at this point, though? Well, the I problem is I don't get it, though. <clears throat> USA, we're good at every sport. We're top notch at every sport. Why not this one? We don't have the. We, we have the facilities. We have the training. We have the money. Why can't we win? This is like watching UNM athletics all over again, like basketball, football. You know, they get your hopes up every year, and then they just disappoint you, and they just can't get that far. I don't get how we can't produce the best in the world. I know these guys want to go and play for other teams, but, you know, the guys that are from America need to – Well, see, that's that's the big thing. It's it's not just like going out to other leagues and finding players – we have to find American citizens, no matter where they're playing. And to speak to, to what you're saying about these other leagues, you know, how, how far and more developed they are. Yes, our, our academies are improving. Yes, we have more players going abroad. But the issue is, in these other countries like Mexico or Argentina or Brazil, or even the, the countries in Europe, they're playing soccer from the time that they can walk. And for so many kids here, the, the primary sports are baseball, basketball, and football. They're not getting that exposure to soccer like they do everywhere else in the world. So it's not growing near as fast as it does. We don't have players developing those skills from that young age like they do in other countries. And that's where we need to start. Then what's we, the excuse for the women? So, all right, let me... Uh, oh, no, was that a, no, 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 was that a hot no, no, take? No, 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 no. no I, I mean, the USA women are on top yes. all the time. Mm-hmm. But so, these other countries play at that age as well, so why well, is let me give you let me give you what I, something I heard on the radio. I'm grumpy. So, one, no, no, one of the guys... So I listened to a lot of Clay Travis in the morning, and his take on it was that if you look at the, at the developed world, at all these countries that play women's national team soccer... Which countries are the ones that are always up there at the top? It's um, England, it's France, England, France, USA, China, Japan. Japan. Countries that have the most freedoms for women. Mm-hmm. Look at the the like the the Irans or you know the, these the Saudis or these other nations where they don't have the freedoms for women. They don't perform as well. I think that's where the what separates the haves and the have-nots as far as women's soccer goes. I think Clay Travis has it is is on the right path there. Now, I also think that the women's national team has been better coached. I think they've been better developed, mm-hmm. and I think that their the expectation for them is that they're constantly playing at a high level, match in and match out. For the men's national team, okay, it's a, I mean we got Uruguay tomorrow night. Do we expect us to beat Uruguay? I don't. 
No. I don't think we will. I mean, and really, what kind of a test is that for us if we're going into matches where most folks expect us to lose? Is that really a good test of our skill? I mean, if you look at the, the FIFA World Rankings, I mean, we're separated from Mexico by how many spots? I mean, I can pull it up real quick, but it's not even close. I mean, wouldn't it be better for, uh, for our men's national team to train against clubs like, I don't know, England, Switzerland, Finland, Norway? Some of these clubs, that, you know, they're not necessarily you know, the best in the world, but it gives us a good barometer of where we're at and possibly even gives us a chance to, to take what Burhalter or whoever the coach is working on and build up to that world-class level. Yeah, you probably need something that's like a good go between because you can't, you know, if you got teams that are just so horrible that you can't see what you need to see. Yeah. You know, so I mean, we know that the the age old adage has always been <laughs> to, you know, play with the best. You know, but if we've been doing that right, when clearly we're not there. You know, so we just got to find that that good go in between. You know, and just really hard to gauge. Yeah, so I, pu- I pulled up the, the FIFA men's national team rankings here. Um, Mexico is ranked 12th in the world. Uruguay is 5th in the world. Mm. I mean, and U.S. is, let's see, where are we? I don't even know how it comes up on here. U.S.A.? I don't even know how it pulls up. United States or? That's why I tried typing in United States oh. and it didn't come up. So I wonder if we're not even, like, ranked. But, I mean, <laughs> at least not on this first page. So we're not in the top 50 in the world. Okay, so so, so let's, let's go ahead and play Uruguay then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, if we try, I'm going to pull, I'm going to find us on here. Like. It's the United Arab. Toilet and paper. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. So, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's just. It's hard to say, really. I mean, what do we do? Like, we're the... Okay, so... Oh, it's just USA. So we're ranked 22nd in the world. I find that hard to believe. But, I mean, the last time that these were updated was in July. Mm-hmm. So that was right after the Gold Cup. I mean, losses to Mexico and Uruguay coming up, most likely. I just I don't see it. Now, if they beat Uruguay, I guess we'll have to rethink this. Maybe, but... Unless it's on pens. <laughs> yeah, if it's on pens, who knows? But anyway, that's going to do it for the first segment of our show. We are going to take a quick break, and we will be back after these words from Doral Motors. Von Miller and Bradley Chubb out of the game. But it's all on this offense and Joe Flacco. They've got to get this.
Motors is dedicated to providing the ultimate automobile buying experience. Doral Motors is your number one source for buying quality pre-owned vehicles. In addition, we offer a full array of financing options to meet your needs. Visit Doral Motors today at 6701 Lomas Boulevard, Northeast in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Or make the phone call to 505-907-9549. Or visit Doral Motors online at DoralMotorsNM.com. Welcome back to We Are Seek and Strike Podcast. Here are your hosts, Seth and Chris. Thanks, Josh. We are back. And, I, you know, I, I didn't mention the top of the show, but I do want to apologize for my voice. Uh, you know, for any, any of you listening that have kids, you know that once school starts back, they the kids sick, bring home. Oh, man, they bring home anything and everything. So That's why a Lysol can. My boy, um, dude, like, we have the kids, like, you know, hand sanitizing, washing their hands. We've cleaned up and down. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Once school starts back, the kids bring home every bug imaginable. So my, you know, two of my kids have had it. I've I've got this cold I've been fighting with for a week. So I'm finally like breaking through on the other side, you know. But uh, let's jump right into it, Josh. You got on the full time fan Q and A uh, this week. Of course, brought to you by Roadrunner Law Firm. Egan is first, as always. Egan, what's going on, buddy? <clears throat> he said, "Now this was more like it. Um, watching this game three one." Um, he said that Sandoval played like he should have. I agree with Josh. Uh, question to you all is, will Devin Sandoval stay in that position the rest of the year, or will he be transferred off once or twice during the season? Anybody? Um, I think it'll be once or twice, considering that injury. They should just rest him. I think, I think they leave him in the lineup. I mean, I think you might see him come out. As far as maybe if you're going to see Freighter up top, but I think I think maybe Troy might have figured out how to decongest the uh, top a little bit. So once or twice. Alrighty, this is from Anonymous um, from Albuquerque. Um, where are the good tailgate parties at this weekend? <laughs> um, so Anonymous, thank you so much. We get a lot of you. Got, you're really popular on the show. We get a lot of Anonymous questions. I wonder if it's the Anonymous. Um, so with it being a home match. Uh, Check out, uh, I mean, the Curse is probably going to have one over in the, what's the, the South South Lot? East, South. South Lot, whichever lot they're in. Um, I know that um, yeah, where, the print, where the season uh, season holder parking passes are, there's usually a good tailgate going over there. Check out really any of the lots uh, in and around the stadium. There's usually uh, at least a couple of folks uh, hanging out tailgating. I will be tailgating this weekend. So oh. if you guys want to come hang out. More than welcome to what, yeah. Josh? You're gonna be hanging out? Yeah, um, Whoa. a lot of my friends are United fans, so we're gonna go tailgate off. Uh, Thought we were your friends. I said a lot of my friends. I invited you, didn't I? <laughs> uh, we're gonna be uh, in that U- next to that UNM building uh, up by the third baseline on the other side of the third baseline. So, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. 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 So if you guys want to come hang out, you're more than welcome to. A lot of my friends will probably be drunk by then, but you guys are more than welcome <laughs> to hang out. So, 
Alrighty, let's see here. There was a couple more. Uh, this one is from Juan. He is from Santa Fe. He is saying, um, if you guys had to say anybody was leaving for next year's club, this club, this club next year, who were the three that you think are possibly moving on? Ooh, good question. Um, and we kind of touched on it a little bit before. Um, but, I mean, looking at the roster, guys that could potentially move on next season, I mean, Kev is one that I would put up there at the top of the list. Santi. Um, Santi one that I think uh, clubs are going to be looking at. Um, Bees, man. Bees, yeah, Bees yeah. is probably the third. I mean, just a couple of other honorable mentions. You know, I, um, I would say Suggs might be getting a look. Um, and, I mean, maybe Justin. Okay, wild card. How many of those do you think go to US, USL San Diego? None. Really? Yeah. I think they're scooping at least one player. Think, think, think about how we came around. We did the same thing. Troy found guys that wanted to play. And, I mean, do you really think that any of the guys are unhappy enough to want to leave and go sign a contract elsewhere? Opportunity. But, I mean, like, you got, you got Landon down there. I mean, who's not going to want to have that guy in the front office? I mean, <laughs> how involved is he actually going to be? That's the, it, It's going to depend on who the coach is, right? We don't know who's who's an assistant right now that's looking for that promotion. I think that would be, really help us to know that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we have any way to find that out, like in, in the weeks to come? I don't know. Uh, I mean, we can definitely keep a, or... uh, We can definitely keep an eye out for it. Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't seen any news at all come across about as far as who they're looking for, as far as a coach. I haven't um, seen any marks in the USPTO or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, no signings, nothing. So, yeah. I mean, who knows? I think a lot of it's going to have to do with that. I mean, we we could lose one to that. You know, I doubt it, but. We'll see. Guess we'll see. Yep. Alrighty. So uh, this one is from Bruce. He is from Alabama. Here. Hey. But he resides in Rio Rancho. Um, as long as he doesn't say War Eagle, we could be friends. <laughs> no. Uh, didn't say anything about that. Um, <laughs> he said, with the college football NFL season now going, how do you think this will affect fan attendance? Bruce, thank you for the question. Um, I think we've kind of discussed this. A little bit in, in past shows. I mean, last Sunday we had, you know, I mean, no NFL was not on yet last Sunday. But, I mean, we've got a Saturday evening match. All the big games, uh, you'll have, what, one game on primetime? I mean, who's really watching the Mountain West anyway? So, <laughs> I mean, Pac- Josh's. The, the Pac-10. <laughs> Pac- is it the Pac-10, Pac-12 now? I don't know what they Pac-12, are. I think, yeah. I think they might have eight teams at this point. But, you know... I, I kid. Um, I, I really don't think with the start time that we have, especially this weekend, that we're going to see a whole lot of uh, loss. I mean, all of our matches going forward are going to be on Saturday. No, we have one on Friday. We have a Friday night match. So that's no football. You know, at that point, we've got a, one, a Wednesday match, so nothing's going to interfere with that. I mean, maybe baseball, but, yeah, you, you know. May, maybe, I mean... We're not. Our numbers aren't going to be impacted by that. I mean, even thinking locally, like I mean, Ice Wolves are starting up soon, you know. But even though they've got season ticket holders or people buying season tickets, they don't have enough attendance. It's going to really impact us, you know. So, I think we should be fine. I mean, but NHL is starting up as well. So, 
and everything's gonna hit. You don't, <laughs> no, you don't have a team. <laughs> he doesn't have a team. That's what it is. You know. That. I already told you who my team was. My team is the Atlanta Thrashers. <laughs> Champions well, League starting up too. So yeah. you will be losing me in October because I do have global hockey I have to do. So I won't be attending any October United games, unfortunately. And that's a big well, deal. That, man. That's a that's a that's a different priority. Yeah. Know? So yeah. as far at least you said Champions League, but that's like I middle know. of the day, you know, like a Wednesday. Yeah. So, so that's not going to affect me not at all that all that much. I mean, <laughs> it might affect my productivity at work, but and me in school, but yeah. you know. <laughs> And you can always stream while you're watching the game. I was watching two games. Yeah, exactly. Time, so I think we'll be fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, so last one is a question for all of us. Um, I am coming down to see the game my first ever time. I am from Oregon. Um, my brother-in-law is a big UNM or UNM and United supporter. Um, if I were, to, if you guys had to pick for me a breakfast, lunch, and dinner spot before the game and after the games, mm. where would you send me and why? All right, do we have a name on that one? No. No. All right, no name. So U and M and United supporter. His brother-in-law is. All right. So he's coming down to see okay, United okay. with him. Yeah. So I mean, I applaud you for your your tenacity and being your brother-in-law's tenacity for being a U and M supporter. Um, I'm gonna send them to the burger stand for lunch. It's right there by UNM. Yeah, I mean, or Holy Cow. Holy Cow. I've got that on my list for my folks coming in a couple of weeks, so yeah. we'll, we'll see. They might be going there um, for breakfast. I would say I don't know. You could, you can't. There's so many places that you can't go wrong with, like like Wex. Wex is good. Frontier. What's that? Frontier. Frontier. Yeah, I was gonna say Frontier right there on on Central. Right I'm gonna send them to Tia Betty Blues. Tia Betty Blues. Yeah, you could do Waffleria, that. Waffleria, or even um, just the regular one. Oh, I'm trying to think. I can never remember the name. The diner on uh, just the west side of uh, of 25. He responded by saying his brother-in-law lives on the Northeast Heights by La Cueva High School. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, Standard Diner. Oh, yeah. Standard Diner is really good. Yeah. Um, you can't go wrong with the, uh, the Blake's breakfast burrito. Oh, you right. can't. You know, um, yep. so that's your breakfast spots. Um, or some of that spot that's got the Travis... Mm. Is that they uh, closed? Uh, is that Grandma's K and I? Yeah, Grandma's K and I. And if you're out late, you can't go around with the taco truck. Yeah, there's taco trucks all, true. all, all around. Um, lunch spots. What would you guys suggest? Doghouse. Doghouse. Okay, yeah, it's down on Central. And now taking debit cards. Let's <laughs> 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 right, so see. Yeah. Breakfast. Yeah. You got to go Garcia's at least once. Yeah. Uh, lunch. Stay away from Gardenios. Yeah, that's not that's not real New Mexico. <laughs> about Sadie's? Sadie's, Sadie's is a good yeah, spot. I would, I would suggest Sadie's. Sadie's is good. Sadie's okay. is a good spot. What else? Hmm. I'm gonna send them to like El Paisa if you want tacos. I'm going. I'd say go there. Okay. Oh, if you want to go like like a real good sit down place like afterwards, El Pinto. Oh, I've been there. Yeah. El Pinto is really good. So it's right. a little bit of a drive out outside the city, probably you know. 20, 30 minutes from, from wherever you're staying. Um, but yeah, it's out on the on the west side. It's uh, they got a great patio area. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is it Last Call open? Like yeah. Last Call. Last Call. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Last Call, last call yeah. on Central. Um, it's a little, uh, like a window taco there's, shop. Yeah, there's they, one by my house, house, too. There's, there's a yeah, sit-down one over there, like, further. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's like an after-the-game spot, for sure. Go yeah. there and go get, just go get a, uh, 
Cali steak burrito or the fish tacos. Yeah. Do you know like the whole menu? <laughs> I know what I get. I know. Sure, I know what I get. Yeah. So what you do? I mean, so what you do on Saturday night? So we've got a lot of suggestions. Another thing to check out is the ABQ of the Mag. Mm. Um, their their app, quote unquote app, has their best of the city list on there. All types of uh, food res- uh, food options. Like they've got it broken down like Japanese, Chinese, Thai. You know, they've got like fifty different. You gotta options. hit. A, you gotta hit a dive though. You gotta hit yeah, one of those. Those spots is like under the radar that you know gets like the lowest stars yeah. because someone hates them. And there actually is a con- there is the one says uh, under the under the or, uh, local favorites or something like nice. that. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of good places, a lot of good suggestions. Josh is shaking. What his you head got that, here. Josh? I know who this is from. Who is it from? <clears throat> this is probably from Adam Nish. He's saying it's 20, <laughs> twenty bucks to whoever shows Josh the score of the Bronco Raider game and takes a picture and sends it to me. All right, doing no, it right I'm now. not even looking up. So. <laughs> Adam, we gotta get you in here one night if that's you, buddy. Yeah, we do need to get that little. Yeah, he needs to come in here. Your bestie. He's listening now. <laughs> oh no, he's not. He's in Puerto Vallasco, Mexico. Uh, right he's now. not listening. He's not listening. He just wanted to chime in and be a butthole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, your camera work sucks. Um, and, uh, oh, we do have another one. I, oh, yeah, this this awesome. one was from early in the week. I thought I I knew I had one from early in the week. Um, it's also from Anonymous. Um, rumor going around for next year. This is from what I heard. I can't tell you sources. I can't tell you anything. Um, <laughs> the New Mexico United coming out with a sunshine, or what they call it, New Mexico yellow alternate kit. I don't know if this is for real, uh, but there's supposed to be a big Zia symbol on the middle with the Meow Wolf logo as well. I don't know if this is uh, accurate, but what do you guys think of a yellow kit? With the Zia symbol in the middle, it sounds, more like, a, it sounds more like a, a soul thing, but uh, yeah, you know, I, I I definitely think that uh, a third kid is in the works. Turquoise with the yellow. I know it. turquoise would be really nice. Not for the, yeah, we, we've you know you and Chris, you and I have talked to we've yeah, folks. we've we've had some sources uh, on we've that. We've had one. some folks say that there is no kit coming this year. But they kind of threw us with these. Well, yeah, they did. Yeah, that was kind of a, a one-off, though. Yeah. But uh, as far as like an actual official third kit, um, uh, you know, it's possible for next year. Aren't we getting? The, aren't we getting some out of the Copa? Because I saw another advertisement of the Copa thing, and it looked like it was more than just a diamond on the shirt this time. I don't know. I hadn't seen that. I th- we should be finding out in a couple of days. Yeah. There should be an announcement tomorrow, I think, on on the internet. Oh, I for the, the new Copa ca- Copa gear. Oh, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I, I hadn't heard anything about that, but uh, I mean, I mean, next year is definitely a, a possibility. But that's an interesting idea. I mean, I don't know if I don't know. I don't know how I, I'm trying to picture because Chris is wearing the the Meow Wolf kit right now. I I want the I want like a soft kind of a yellow, maybe the stripes. I don't know. I want that, but I want the Zias as like polka dotted Zias, like you know, just like placed kind of throughout. And maybe that's a goalkeeper's kit. I don't know. A bunch of like little mini Zias. Yes, but just like they're black, not red. They're black, mm-hmm. so we keep the colors. Just something, you know, small. It would be better than a huge Zia because I don't really like like the big Zia on a shirt. I just don't want it coming out the waist like the shirts were when they first started selling those shirts, and they were like Zia strap right off the side. You know, my only thing about the, about the Zia, and and no offense to anyone here, it's just especially if you've got it that small, like the Zias all over. I mean, how distinctive is it going to look from a distance? Like you're not, you're just going to look like little like little black spots. Yeah. It'll be like like, like nickels, <laughs> like nickel size, nickel right. size, you know. Nickel is a nickel. Yeah. 
Yeah, no one's, I, not, no one's gonna notice it's the. I think it'll be good for the form. goalkeeper. It'll be more like a different look, you know. I they should sell they should off sell the goalkeepers. If, if yep. you're gonna do a Zia, maybe do it like over the shoulder, like have the, the top that of would it, be nice. like just the center of it on the shoulder, and then just the line. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely don't think it prominently displayed across is. But make some shorts too, like they. You know how they would do if they made some shorts, and even when they are doing it, like they don't do what they did with Meow Wolf, where they like had this and then they still had them and the, the other, other shorts. shorts. Like change yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, yes. you know what I'm saying. I so, agree. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, we usually have more questions than that. Oh, so we have another one coming. We have another one. Awesome. This one is from Aaron. He uh, is from Ventana Ranch. Oh, that's funny how you put Ventana Ranch. Um, he said, hey, guys, uh, looking in the newspaper the other day, there was an article about a New Mexico superhero that was being designed at the uh, Comic-Con. Um, it had the Zia logo on it. The reason I bring this up is because there is a few Native Americans who were very upset with it. Also with the way that a couple of our sports teams have had the Zia logo on their uniforms and not showing it with full pride. Um, this goes for the Ice Wolves and the United. He was very, a group is very upset that the Zia symbol is not being shown. How do you guys feel about this? And what is your take on it? So this is the first... I've heard of uh, anyone being upset about uh, United's use of it because they've got they sought permission. Uh, yeah, they got yeah, permission, permission yeah. from. Well, so did the Ice Wolves, but yeah. I I have heard this before. A group of Native Americans who are very upset with the way that it's being used, not showing the full Zia graphic mm-hmm. on it. So I mean, I can understand it. Um, I think. I think for me though, I mean, if the club went to went to the pueblo, went to you know, went to the tribe, and said, "Here's what we want to do with it," if they signed off on it, then that means you're okay with it. Then I mean, individuals can have their own opinions on it, but if right, yeah. but if the tribe signed off on it, then I think you know their decision is that they've approved the club's use of it. But I mean, that doesn't mean you have to be happy with it. I mean, referring back to the original. Graphic explanation. Remember, they had that, and they talked about what e- everything meant on in the in the crest. Mm-hmm. I mean, so maybe someone hasn't seen that. Do you know what I mean? Unfortunately, we're just going to live in a world where everybody is offended by something, and it's just mm-hmm. just going to be the way it is. Okay. And honestly, I, I like it. I mean, the ice wolves use part of it too. They use the top part of the Zia. I mean, it still shows New Mexico because even if you put a balloon on on one of our logos, like a hot air balloon or a chili on there, right. someone's still going to complain. Why didn't we use the Zia symbol? Yeah. So right. yeah, I mean, a lot of it goes to do with like sports logo, sports logo design too. Like, you know, like not everything looks good the way that everyone thinks it looks good. You know, I mean, I'm sure we probably had our thoughts about what what the crest was going to look like. Maybe it's too plain or not too spicy like look at phoenixes like it's a soccer ball and a phoenix you know what i'm saying like that's pretty like choice for someone who's like who wants to sort of tie in you know and i guess this is only the first thing right so logos evolve over time clubs change things i mean you know who knows how soon we'll see anything like that but yeah I mean, soccer look at logos the, uh, have never been fancy I and mean, if you look around i don't they're think all crests they're all crests or I think like Minnesota United is like one of the more fancier ones that I've seen. Yeah. Like yeah. with the bird, yeah, it's and all pointy and stuff. They're just simple, straight to the point. They're not like 
NFL or NBA where they have to be everything because you know that's what everybody cares about the most is. What do you think? Or what? Uh, what do you think? This is just an open question while we're talking. Like, what do you think USL San Diego might be called, and what do you think their logo could be if that's the case? The Bayside Brawlers. The sea, <laughs> the sea lions, <laughs> the Clippers, because no. they were, because they were the Harbor Masters. I mean, I don't know. who knows, the right? Seamen. It'll probably be like San Diego United FC, right. you know, Club America or something. Yeah, yeah. I honestly, I looked, I tried to see if maybe they registered any marks, but. I mean, they have to be doing that soon. It's got to be coming somewhere in the next couple of months because yeah, yeah. they got to announce that. Yeah, yeah. my guess is it'll probably come right after the end of the season. But, yeah. You know, it's... I mean, if you look at the, the crest from around the way, look at Juventus's... It's a know, J. It's just a J. I mean, yeah. here, I pulled it up, you know? I mean... <laughs> but there's, a, there's a meaning behind it. Though. And it's, it's kind of like part of a crest, though, right? It's kind yeah. of the way it's shaped. Yeah, that, yeah, that's part of their that's like, part of their crest. It's so. like looking at the FedEx logo and seeing the little arrow inside of it. Like, yeah. but most people haven't even noticed that that's there. Or like the big logo that's got the you know the tin in the middle. Of it. <laughs> or yeah. the, or yeah. the Tostitos yeah. logo. There's two people sharing chips. Yeah. <laughs> or the twins, where it's underlined, where it says "win." You know. Yeah. So. I mean, I get it. You know, I I can understand the, the folks being upset. You know, if you feel like it's it's being disrespectful, but again, you have to think. You know, and. and I don't want to say that you shouldn't have your opinions. I mean, everyone is certainly in, entitled to them. I mean, um, it, it, if if you look at the Antonio Brown nonsense that's been going on, people are saying that you know that uh, the the slur that he used against the GM is you know, inappropriate. That something should be you know, should be done about it. And other people are saying, well, it's not even a slur. It's not okay. It is. Like, you know, people, you know, some people are going to say, it is a slur. Is it as bad as other slurs? No. But it's, it's, it's still meant to be derogatory. But looking at this, it's like, I mean, I get it. If you want to be upset, be upset. That's, by all means, that's your, that's your right to be. But if the club came to the Pueblo and said, here's our design, here's what we want to do, is this okay? And, and they signed off on it? The club, you know. I don't think you have any right to be at the club. Be mad at at, at the pueblo. Be, be mad at your leadership for mm-hmm. for signing off on it. But that that's just my opinion. Yeah. What, what do you think about upcoming promo nights, Seth? Like, do you think that they've overdone it with the flags, or is there something else you would want to see? We haven't Somebody had a flag was selling since... a flag for forty bucks. I, mean, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, dude, you got that for free, like. Well, with them being, with them being uh, is it one of the limited ones? It with the that, dates the on it? With the owl one, yeah. date on it, though? Because you know the other ones that don't have the dates on them in the store? Yeah, if it's one of the ones that's dated, then I can see I don't I have to it. look it up, but I was just like... I wish I had a Meow Wolf Night one. I'd pay... You Wait, know. you didn't get one? No, I wouldn't. No, I remember I sat there with my family. Oh, shoot, I got one. Yeah, I didn't get one. So, yeah, I, got one. I mean, I'd yeah. pay, I, I would have paid for one if I had it. But, but I gave it to a kid in a wheelchair. There you go. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> He's got like ten. So <laughs> probably. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I mean, I so anyway, do you have any more questions, Josh? That's it. That's it. All right, that's going to do it for a full-time fan Q and A. Brought to you, of course, by Roadrunner Law Firm. We are going to take a quick break. I'm going to drink some water, and we'll be right back after these words from Roadrunner <laughs> Law Firm.
Where's the call, ref? Yeah, that should have been a yellow. They just never seem to get it right. <sighs> and the game continues. If you have been hurt or injured by someone, you deserve the right call. Roadrunner Law Firm specializes in personal injury cases and wants you to get the right call. Raise up a yellow card if you've lost a loved one due to wrongful death, been in a car or motorcycle accident, been hurt by a drunk driver, or been hurt due to negligence of others. If the right call was not made, we'd like to hear from you. For more information, visit our website at www.roadrunnerlaw.com or make the call to Roadrunner Law Firm at Welcome back to the We Are Seek and Strike podcast. Here are your hosts, Seth and Chris. Thank you, Josh. We are back. And we're gonna, we've are gonna. we got one final segment to this show, uh, just like we do each and every week. Um, first up, let's talk some Lobo women's soccer. Um, so we, we talked about them a little bit last week. Um, I mean, what's going on in the world of Lobo women's soccer? Well, we took the win. <laughs> that was good news. Um, we took 2-1, and that was against... Uh, Beavers, Oregon, right? No, uh, Portland. Portland. State. Yeah, yeah. Okay, excuse me. The Vikings. Okay. Yes, yes. I wrote all this in Spanish, and <laughs> I just went blank right now. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was uh, three matches that we we lost, and finally we took two one, and then we're coming home this uh, coming Saturday. So we invite everyone to come out and support the women's levels. Nice. So going back to uh, yesterday's match, um, so Portland State University that was up in Portland, Oregon. Um, did anyone actually get to watch the match? Um, I didn't, unfortunately. Yeah, I watched it. Did you watch it? I didn't. Yeah, I watched it right after the uh, UNM men's court soccer team. Okay. Yeah. So who are our goal scorers this week? Uh, oh, man. Like, how did we look? We, you know what? We looked really good. I mean, for a minute there, it was really hard to watch this match because I watched it on Pluto TV, so it was like I couldn't tell if like the ball was green or not. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Um, let me get those scores from you because the audio... Well, while you're pulling it, that up, let me ask you, how was that Pluto TV stream? Like, I, I've tried It was like it, watching TV, dude. It was the weirdest thing ever because it had like a little channel change button on uh-huh. the screen. Like, I swear all you needed was like a digital remote control. So you um, said you couldn't tell if the ball was on the screen. Right? It it looks green, and I don't know if it was green, like uh-huh. if they had a special ball or whatnot. But it, it just looked green, dude. It was crazy. Like, was it a good quality stream though? Like, it, yeah, it was a good quality stream. Yeah, there were points where it kind of looked like like a blur, you know, kind of like the way a computer kind of gets a little it's bit trying to buffer. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just I, I've watched a little bit on Pluto, but never like a live sporting event. So you know, that was my question about about that service um, as far as. If that's something that is going to hold up, you know, that, that folks should look into. I know it's free, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so uh, our goal scorers are going to be uh, Alicia Gar- Garcia and uh, Jesse Hicks. <coughs> I think that's uh, Alicia's second on the season, right? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. 
So I mean, how did how did the, how did the ladies look overall? I mean, it was a was it something where we dominated the match? What, you know, did it did we struggle? Like, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, they're okay. So Lobo's attack is is pretty much like they have a good prowess on on the pitch. So they're going to be attacking up high, um, and it, it they pretty much controlled possession. I mean, they don't, obviously don't track that way in college. You mm-hmm. get really basic stats, but and just watching that match, I mean, they pretty much controlled possession. There really wasn't uh, too many instances where where they didn't. Uh, but the, what you're really going to see is Leilani Baker essentially playing the ball on most of the time and then using her speed um, and then just basically going up to the top and creating chances, um, you know, which is something that you see there. Um, other than that, I mean, they they just just ran Portland State rugged. I mean, you know, the first half, it didn't really seem like there was too much going on. Um, it, it did look like teams were a little bit equal, but essentially, like, uh, when those scores came out, it was it, it just changed the game a little bit. So, looking ahead, we've got, looks like, Northern Arizona University mm-hmm. um, next. Um, and so, you just mentioned promo nights, Chris, in our last segment. Right. It looks like there's a promo night coming up for the Lobo Women's Club. Um, Adrian, do you know anything about what's going on? Out at uh, Johnson, uh, Johnson Field? I'm not sure if they're doing any promos. You're not sure? Um, no. Um, I, I know it's Sunday, September 15th at 1 p.m. Um, mm-hmm. It's Childhood Cancer Awareness. Okay. So I'm not sure if they're doing anything, passing anything out, but, um, you know, we hope for a good turnout like the one game they played here at home. I talked to a gentleman at um, the UNM men's club soccer match, and uh, every they've done in the past couple of years, they've done um, either like a t-shirt handout. Um, I didn't get his name, unfortunately, or it has slid past my mind, but I gave him one of our stickers. So he's supposed to send some information. He's basically going to talk to the head coach and see about working out some sort of a promo um, that they can do for that. I know that they walk on the field, um, I believe... It might be one of one of their maybe a family friend um, that's battling cancer. So uh, they do something like that. So they will go on the field and they they print T-shirts up. And so there's a little bit of that going on. The details haven't been ironed out. Like I just talked to him yesterday, and he was like, "Well, I'll send you guys an email." Um, he is someone who reads our stuff and listens to the pods. So um, when I handed him a sticker, he's like, "Oh yeah, I know you guys." So that's. So we should get more information on that soon. We just there's nothing right now. I mean, so All and right. that should come probably. We should hear something through the uh, university in the next couple of days too when they pop out the preview. All right. So like Adri said, you know the match is on uh, Sunday at 1 p.m. Um, over at the UNM soccer uh, complex. Uh, if you're interested, get on out there. Uh, tickets are only five dollars. Uh, go out support the Lobo Women's Soccer Club. If you can't make it out and you do have the Mountain West Network uh, through your cable or satellite provider, uh, the match will also be broadcast there as well. Um, Alicia, what's going on with local soccer, with the high school soccer clubs? So Metro ended on Friday night, and the girls, Cibula, took the win against Cleveland. And for the boys, I believe Chris was there, Albuquerque High took the win against Cleveland as well. Against uh, Rio Rancho. So what does that oh, mean for... Uh, yeah. What does that mean for state? 
Uh, so, if you're looking at it, when I played in high school, um, Cibola won't, won't win state and Albuquerque High won't win state. <laughs> There's the curse, There's the, the metro curse. curse. Yeah. I so kept do we know who all is qualified for state? Uh, not yet, because this was a pre-tournament, and okay. right now it, they're going into pre-season, and then it's going to be actual season within their districts. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. All right, so Cibola defeats Cleveland. Cleveland oh, no, please. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so uh, Alisa, you mentioned Chris got to catch a little bit of high school soccer this weekend as well. Chris, what did you get to? So I, I went over to the APS complex, which is very nice, by the way. I mean, four soccer fields, like, you know, next to each other. I stood in the middle so you could see everything kind of happening on all four fields. I did see the Cibola match when I turned around a little bit, but I was watching uh, the Cleveland Storm match against uh, La Cueva. Um, that match obviously went through two 10-minute periods with Golden Goal and went into pens where Cleveland pulled it out. Uh, goalkeepers made some awesome stops, and it, I mean, Cleveland's goalkeeper made some awesome stops, and then Cleveland couldn't capitalize, so it, it kept going. I think it went through th six keepers, wow. or six kickers, and... Uh, uh, it was pretty impressive, but I mean, of course, on the Cleveland team, you have both Gabe and Gabe Legendry and his brother Nick Legendry, and so uh, you know they're on a squad together and, and just watching them play. I mean, they play like brothers on a on a pitch, like they they play with each other pretty well. They're not like each trying to show each other up. So it was a good good match to watch for sure. Um, and even saw uh, Tyler there okay. in his meow wolf kit. That one of the few times he gets to wear that, right? So. <laughs> So you mentioned Gabe, who of course is part of the uh, high performance program. Uh, were there any other signees to that program on display this weekend? I don't think so. Oh, wait, say that again. Sorry. Are there any more signees to the high performance program on display this weekend? I didn't see any more signees, but as far oh, you're asking who was who else was there at this place? Yeah. Oh well, Lamar Bynum was there from Rio Rancho, and so he is also high performance program as well. So he he was playing, and just looking down here and there, I mean, he definitely had some quality runs. Um, you know, but again, like Albuquerque, they just, you know, they, they made it happen and they, and they made it happen in fashion. I think it was on pins too, is how they, or they ended up getting like a free kick right there outside the line, just a bad foul. So, uh, well, yeah, so he was there. Outside of the current high performance program players, do we, did you guys see anyone that you, you think might be a possibility? Like anyone to catch your eye? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think that that Gabe's brother Nick probably will be one. Um, he he's obviously set up to 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 have a great or soccer career as far as high school goes. I mean, he's a year younger. He's playing with his brother, so you know, obviously, the challenge is there to play with someone who's playing at a little bit of a higher level. Apparently, they both just play very well together. I haven't checked um, Nick's stats or even Gabe's this year in max preps, but something to do. Uh, here soon, uh, so but they're obviously both just just killing it for Cleveland. So, all right, sounds great. Sounds like there's a lot of local soccer go soccer going on. Uh, you know, Metro winding. You said Metro wound down this week, right? Yeah, and I actually found out something, an issue that happened with Metro, which okay. was really weird. And um, I won't say the sources, but um, it was um, El Dorado was supposed to be in the gold bracket for the girls. And it turns out that they did something they weren't supposed to with other uh, teams, mm -hmm. and that cost the other teams to be in uh, lower brackets. And 
um, there hasn't been a word said on anything, and that caused um, El Dorado to go into the silver bracket and pushed Albuquerque Academy to the gold bracket. And it turns out that when it came down to the gold differential, they did not count the Academy and El Dorado games scored together. So I have no idea. Hmm. It's really confusing. And in that one, Rio Grande w was supposed to go to bronze and Trisk was supposed to go to copper, but those two switched. And then El Dorado went to silver and Academy went to gold, but Academy lost against El Dorado. So they had to forfeit matches because I guess the coach put in a player he wasn't supposed to play, so I have no idea what's going on with that. Hmm. Maybe it's something that uh, we do some digging on. And yeah. So maybe just do a little bit of an investigative reporting. I will. <laughs> so, so that's. <laughs> I'm sorry. That uh, that definitely sounds interesting. Um, I mean, how did that affect the outcome uh, of of the tournament? You know, with looking at Rio Grande, they do, it's an underdog team. Mm -hmm. They do have a pretty good squad out there this year. And it kind of saved them being in the copper bracket. They did go against West Mesa and Highland, and they ended up winning the copper bracket. And Atrisco went to the bronze bracket where they played um, Rio Rancho, Manzano, and, you know, they got eliminated in the first round. So. Mm -hmm. And then El Dorado, they ended up losing against, I believe it was Volcano Vista. So, and then Albuquerque Academy didn't make it to the semis for. So it sounds like there's just a whole bunch of screw-ups going on. Yeah, that, so. yeah. And no um, word has said anything, and nobody has said anything, so nobody knows interesting. anything. Interesting. Yeah, so you know, put your ears to the ground see if you I can will. dig up something <laughs> for us on that. So, all right, I think that's going to do it for us tonight. Um, you know, we're going to get out of here, but of course, you know, again, our show would not be possible without our sponsors. We want to give a huge thank you to Dural Motors, Roadrunner Law Firm, and of course, uh, the Salt Yard for their continued support. And we are always uh, interested in teaming up with anyone that supports uh, what we're doing here at Seek and Strike Collective. Um, if you're interested in talking sponsorship with us, you can, of course, email us at seekstrikecollective at gmail.com. Listen to all previous episodes of We Are Seek and Strike podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and CastBox. If you hear something you like, please consider subscribing so you never miss an episode. Please leave us an episode review on Apple Podcasts. For all of our Seek and Strike Collective social media tags, check out our website at www.seekandstrikecollective.com. Alrighty, guys. That's time to wrap it up for the We Are Seek and Strike podcast. We will see you next Monday right here on We Are Seeking Strike. You guys have yourselves a good night. See you next Monday. Now I'm lost on my own
queen, so untouchable. In the sound that has disowned me, my skies finish last. 